And if it's um, at the end, delete. <laughs> Just a press the button and it will all be gone. <laughs> anyway, yes. We had our talk. You, you, yeah. The good voice to hear. Um, about. We had our talk, you yeah, said, yes. About uh, my friend passed away. Yes. Mm. And um, I was thinking of, uh, yeah, how we could change, could have changed something. Mm. And uh, you were saying like experiences in a group. Yes. Helps. De- definitely, yes. So I wanted to ask. Actually, the friend passed away. He was one of my. Like, Can you hear? <coughs> so, um, a friend um, uh, passed away. Would you just, in a few sentences, like to mention uh, the cause and the age and? Just, just a little, little bit of information. It just helped to shed light. Just two or three sentences. So, my friend, um, that I know pretty for a long time. He, um, he died of a heart attack uh, last week, um, and he was, uh, yeah, he was overstressed. He worked in a hospital. He had like double night shifts. He had six hundred plus hours he was that kind of person that couldn't say no and he like, gave gave a lot and uh, yeah sorry no, go and carry on um, so, let's get to slowly because they're such important points so the situation of a person working in a hospital 600 hours with all the accumulation of the shifts found it difficult to say no to the various requests within the hospital. High level of stress, probably much more than he could possibly have realised. He was 37 years of age and he died last week from a heart attack. How's your feeling with all of this now? Just a week ago, what's been your response to this? Well, I thought a lot. I'm sure. <laughs> I tried yes. not, but uh, somehow, um, I, f- I find it hard to um, to see um, how how I could have changed it, anything. Yes. Um, so sometimes, because we step by step, you, every point you say is really precious and important. So sometimes there is somebody we know, that you know, known for a, a, a long time, probably recognition that he was uh, overworking, as many, many people do. And one reflects back and looks back and thinks, well, you know, I really, I can't really see what I might have been able to do. Uh, and, and you're, you're right, sometimes it, there's very little we could have done. So, having some reflection that with this long friendship with this man, 
what happened following on from that? Both for you, for do, do you work in the hospital too? I work um, in another hospital. In another hospital. Yeah. Um, do did you hear anything about the impact on his colleagues and staff about this you know, relatively young man of thirty-seven? Yeah, he, he had left back like big silence in the clinic where he worked. A big silence. Yeah, like mm. everyone was shocked. Shocked. Because mm. he was the kind of person who came in the room and everyone was uh, like um, happy to see him and mm. he was always spreading happiness and it was kind of mm. covering his yes. sadness, I think. Yes. So th there's... Uh, um, the situation where he walks into, as you say, walks into the room happy and, and supportive and kind, but finding it difficult to say no. And therefore a lot of reaching out, but not realising what was going on within, both heart, mind, heart, physical heart, yeah, uh, mind and body. And it must have, of course, an enormous shock to experience the loss of a person giving so much that the outcome is he gave his life. Yeah. Mm. And for you, currently, like a week later, and how has it been for you during the days of the retreat? Because this is very close, isn't it? It's very recent. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I should come or if I should go to the, as kind of a trauerfeier, not the funeral, but the funeral. Mm. Um, but I remembered him, him, he was one of the first persons who inspired me going to Vipassana. Oh, did he? Yeah, mm. but 10, 10, 15 years ago. Mm. And um, so I thought of thinking of him mm. here. I'm sure. So. That inspiration from him more than a decade uh, ago, in a way, is a, your being here is a, a respect and, and acknowledgement of the place of meditation and vipassana practice in his life and at the moment in yours as well. So, is there anything else which you feel you have or are still learning from this sadness of this loss? I um, yeah, also see myself in a similar position that I see that I have the tendency to give and to say yes and to um, yeah, just like the last week when I worked for two days I was like was um, yeah shocked how, how how much I worked in the yes in the, in and, and as we know there are some fields of work and particularly in the, the hospital work and both on uh, doctors and nurses the, the demands are often unreasonable extremely high expectations on fitting in with the number of hours 
dealing with life and death issues on a daily basis itself can generate, of course, a lot of uh, stress. Is it that you're, are you saying you see in yourself the same tendency to say mm. yes and neglect? Mm, I think the little tendency, but I, I see also the difference that I uh, kind of more listen to my body than right. I did. Like yeah, body, important. All right, so there's some tendency to hear others and with the requests that come to you, while, as you point out, really listening to how, how the body feels there. And I think particularly with uh, stress, it easily gains a, a, a kind of strength to it in tiredness. Mm. It's the tiredness, the, the, the strength of the body, the <clears throat> capacity of the body can get extremely weak, but, and so the willpower is pushing one along mm. there. It's the senses that you can hear uh, and respond when, when there's tiredness. You can say no. To t Sometimes when he's so tired, no matter what's going on around, it requires a capacity to say no and have some rest, have some sleep. Mm. Otherwise, you might continue through the tiredness, but you could make decisions which are not helpful for the patient. And more likelihood of that in acute tiredness as well. Isn't that? Mm. So during this week yes go on. Ex ex um, so I think on this is the first day that I have calm in my head you have calm in the head yeah. yes alright and um, it's yeah something that I want to keep yes yes definitely and I it's my first vipassana I did many retreats yoga retreats yes Ayurvedic retreats but first time in the vipassana, vipassana. world yeah the insight meditation world mm. so you have um so you you suggested to be in groups and yeah, yes. maybe keep the spirits. Yes. So have you like, um, special ideas? How? No, but I'll talk a little bit to, uh, tomorrow, but just very briefly, keeping eyes and ears open for that which d feels supportive as well. But sometimes it could be the most important group is the sharing of the experience of the staff in the hospital yeah. and really keeping an eye open for each other and really communicating with the person who is overworking yeah. so that even though they're smiling even though they're saying yes, yes and it seems like they have, they can do it um, but it might need the wisdom of the other who is around to really pick up, maybe they can't do it. And some kind of sharing and understanding needs to be communicated. 
In Britain, 30% of people in hospitals stop working within around five or six years. They cannot deal with the stress and the pressure of it. And people are going in and working and working. It's the same with school teachers. It's just the demand's too much. And there has to be ways, radical change in the ways of relating. And to really, people to really commun- form communities together in our institutions to share uh, uh, together. And much more sharing, if that had been taking place, if there was the forms for that, uh, your friend would probably still be alive. And it's going to take some initiative and communication to help looking at it. The, the workload on, in this case, social workers, on teachers, on doctors, on nurses, and other really important institutions is too much. It's, and asking too much of people. Uh, and that's where the community, uh, which is really, as we're doing here, giving real time to what is our experience? How are we feeling there? What is too much for us? What needs to change? How can we support each uh, uh, other? And it's in the real interest of the staff, but also equal of interest to, to the patients as well. it's common in our institutions and particularly in our public institutions some people and that might be you may have to start getting it to happen we can wait around for the other no 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 when the idea gets seeds get planted and there's more mindfulness and awareness of these situations. Then somehow some talking and sharing uh, uh, together might take place. It's kind of a little bit ridiculous because I'm Go working on. in a body-mind medicine as well. So yes. <laughs> Pardon? What's that? I'm working in the body-mind You're working in the body-mind medicine. Thank you. So nice. Like all my colleagues... They, they are teaching like um, awareness in their daily life and mm. to, to give meditation and yes. this kind, kind of part of the treatments. Mm. And I see in my colleagues, uh, they have a lot of empathy. Yeah, empathy, yes. Step by step losing self-empathy. So uh, yes. taking care of themselves. So kind of, it's I know. not in, in balance. Yes. And it's again is touching upon the very fact that, um, that a person, in this case, the medical person, in this case, genuinely hearts hearts in the right place, offering and sharing, have a lot of knowledge and skills, but maybe neglecting that in the circle. One is part of the circle. One is one person in the group. And that support here must be here as, as well as there. And, and we may not, re- we may recognize it more in the other than in ourselves. So 
you may spot it at a person or two, going to take some conversations and communications. The voice. It, 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 just a final point I wanted to ask. <coughs> might, might be a question mm-hmm. from within, therefore not necessarily emerging. Since you knew this person for a number of years, since you shared much the mind-body world and service to others, which is the most noble of human activities, is there any single statement that you sense or feel he would like to leave you with? You don't have to answer now, but I just put it out. But you might put it out. Any single statement that you sense or feel he would like you to know. A sense of. You mean a sense of feeling that he. Yeah, sometimes, though there is the death Mm. and the loss, but not entirely, not not absolute, simply because there's the memory, Mm. there's the experience, there's the connection. And sometimes, out of the many sharings, conversations, and communications, with him over the years, there could be a kind of residue of a statement that you have a sense if he had one sentence left to say to you before you before he died, this might be the sentence to you. Have any sense what that could be? Difficult question, but always called me little bird. He always called you little bird? Yeah. You, you and I have something in common. <laughs> my, my surname is Titmus, and it comes from it's the name of a little bird. Yeah. Titmouse. Mm. 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 <laughs> like from Anglo-Saxon time. Apparently it was somebody who would take a, a message from one village to another. So from one little bird to another... I think he he wished to share the lightness or the uh, not carrying this heaviness he was carrying yeah alright precious a sentence well worth remembering the rest of one's life have a sense that what he might say to you please know this lightness do not carry around a heaviness like I am carrying Mm. 
profound statement. Okay, thank you. So we'll have a quiet minute, another invitation. Yes, anyone, anytime? Yes. <coughs> With the uh, recording? Oh, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, the thing that you were up to. Um yeah, I have an experience. Mm-hmm. Many experiences but this I want to share or to ask something about this. It was the first day here when I arrived. I yes. go to the lake. Mm. I know already the way. And um, <laughs> <laughs> today we missed maybe. <laughs> this is an, an, an indirect message. <laughs> I'm doing my best not to take it, <laughs> take it personally. <laughs> only a view. <laughs> only a view. <laughs> okay. But we didn't get lost. Yeah. <laughs> a, few more st- a few more steps we would have done. But anyway, carry on. Okay. All right, all right. So you went, to, you went to the lake. Yeah, and all I right. sit down, there's a wood. What it, which reach uh, is a tree falling down oh, and yes, it reach and in the in the in water. Yeah, oh, yes, all right. I was sitting here, there and um, then I see one insect falling down in the lake mm. and it was really fighting for his life right. somehow, yeah. crabbling and try to get out a little fly and and he passed through the wood and very easily I can take it and mm. save yes. the life. Mm. Yeah? And I was ah, putting it there and said, yeah, now you can fly and mm. keep on. So after one minute, and the next comes. <laughs> 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 you know, and I also 
um, fishing him out, yes. or she, I don't know. <laughs> it was this little black fly. And um, in this time, I go away, I'm very happy to be in this place, and mm. the Pasana started, and now I go every day to this lake. And the second and the next days I see, and it was really serious because so many flies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a solar, but it's it's something like a drama, but they really all um, mm. falling down in the water. Yes. And I want to save one and the next coming, and then I feel like, oh my God, I cannot be here and save them all. No. And it was a tragedy somehow. Mm. <laughs> and for this I was uh, really going in this contemplation for I want to enjoy the the sun and the water and in the same moment mm. the dead is there also mm. in symbol of these animals but mm. it's there and yeah it's a theme about how we can live without it maybe it's not possible to live and not destroying Mm. And at the same time, I want to be so aware and treat animals good. And I, I, I'm vegetarian, but mm. I see the world yes. people who are more and more greedy for eating, um, yeah, mm. meat. Mm. In my town, when there is good weather, the first idea what the people can do is grilling. Grilling. Yeah. What is the English word? Yeah, grilling. Yeah. yeah meat. <laughs> Cooking. You know, before two years, the park of five years, it was people lying there and enjoy the sun. Mm. And now you see a very big dusty cloud over the park. Mm. Because more and more people come there to grill. Mm. And leave their rubbish there. And this mm. is very serious. I mm. get very angry about it. Mm. Your mind is grilling. The mi your mind is also grilling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is maybe the question also, how I can deal with this destruction. Mm. Also when in the next day I go in the park and all this rubbish lying there and mm. there's the... Uh, to experience down at the lake gives me a good reason not to take people to the lake, doesn't it? Might <laughs> 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 35 or 40 people coming up for an inquiry about the lake and flies. From the Dharma perspective, here. <coughs> Compassion is far more important than enjoyment every day of the week. Every time. Enjoyment often has to be sacrificed for compassion. That's what compassion is about. So, naturally enough, can be a delight. It is a delight to walk through the woods. It is a delight to to uh, see uh, the lake, and and it is an act of uh, 
compassion. Compassion, compassion is the action to end suffering. It's an action. It can never be a meditation. It's an action. And that action but the sheer number of them like you point out not possible to rescue uh, all of that there's something else in these events which is um, equally as a uh, as as uh, important, but just before touching touching upon that, then your mind said, "Oh, when the sun comes out in spring and early summer, then people will go to the park or in their back gardens and cooking their <coughs> meat, grilling uh, uh, the meat, and then one says, oh, 'I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan or whatever,' and then one said, but then I get angry.'" Yeah. What's the um, relationship between anger and people grilling meat? Yeah, it's not the right. I know it's not maybe the right energy. Wait, wait, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, I agree. What? Why? Why? Isn't it, so to speak, the the right uh, energy? Some people say, I have a right to be angry. These people are supporting the killing of cows and sheep and pigs and chickens. And, and, uh, and so I have a right to be uh, angry. Mm-hmm. Why, why is anger not very helpful? Yeah, the people will not change because of it, because they... Of course they won't. No, they, right. They, they feel the anger and they are, they um, react. They will react. All right. And eating more, maybe. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what people do. They they, they will say, "Up oh, you," yeah. and 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 add another steak. You know, another leg of a of a chicken or a backside of a cow, and work on that. So the ang- anger um, is a significant support for the meat industry. <laughs> hmm? um, anger. anger is a support because for the meat industry. You mean because people feel anger and they're eating? Because well, they feel angry and they um, will regard people like yourself as some vegetarian freak. <laughs> and they won't want to be associated with anybody with, or anything vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. Because they think you're not living in the real world, I and then they go and get the plast- meat wrapped up in the plastic in the supermarket mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. So the anger feeds the meat industry. It's one of the major supports that the vegetarians can give. Mm. Okay, good aspect. Mm. Mm. So, what, is there any other way of relating to those who enjoy meat? Enjoy meat? Yeah, they enjoy it. No, they're, they're, they're eating it because they hate it. No, no, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I understand I have to say then to uh, eh? what I can do. Now I am thinking yeah, what I right, can do. Yeah, right, exactly. I cannot right. say enjoy it. I, um, yeah. 
somehow I want there to... Might, there probably are some meat eaters in the hall, so you, yeah. you know, they're, they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 60 million pigs, 60 million pigs a year are killed for eating. And mm. they are very intelligent animals, more mm. than dogs. Mm. And this is incredible. More than some humans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so there's this awful uh, the consumption mm. of, the, of the farm uh, animals. Uh, there, and it is a, a genuine con, uh, concern. But quite often, though that you and I might have access to the numbers, uh, that... Uh, it may not make a difference to the diet of people by quoting large numbers. The diet. The diet. The minute they say 60 million men that no, change their diet mm. because they, they are all these animals killed, just, well, they just shrug the shoulders. Yeah. Is there a way in the communication with people who eat meat which is not angry and mm. not throwing numbers at them? Okay, there wasn't a possibility. I can only... Sometimes people ask me why you don't eat meat. and yes. I'm not like a prophet or want to s change them in the years before, but mm. more and more it's growing that I... Yes. Because formally I don't answer because when I really answer I get really hard pictures. Hard pictures? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say I, because I... Maybe some I would say them some words or give them some pictures what they don't want to see. Shocking. Yes, shocking pictures. When you yeah, like on the cigarettes packets. When you you take them in the what means schlachthof? When you take them there, maybe some people would stop. And also in, in Germany, mm. they make one experience. They in the um, carnival time, they kill the um, not chickens, but it's gänse. Mm. Geese. 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 Geese in the um, in the middle of the street in Cologne. Mm. You can choose your living geese. Mm. And mm. then, okay, you yeah, want yeah. to have this mm -hmm. cutting? Yeah, and they're doing this. Mm -hmm. And then after they make an interview with people, and the half of them say, okay, I, maybe I stop eating. Yeah, all right, I see. It yeah. was mm -hmm. very... So, one, one, some kind of dramatic, but, but since that for a few people, it's uh, look, not looking for a specific answer, mm. but sometimes those of us who care about the animals and also the health considerations as well mm -hmm. it's finding a voice whereby we can ask the questions or we can sp uh, speak up and takes little um, quiet determination and we have to be ready for the variety of typical responses so when, when people are identified with something, let's say mm -hmm. eating a lot of meat, some meat, when, and it's touched upon, there's usually half a dozen typical things which are said. Mm -hmm. hmm? 
half I like meat would be one. Yeah. I need the protein uh, yeah, okay. would be another. This argument I have. Yeah. This is the, the, yeah, yeah. usually half a dozen. Okay. And it takes some preparation mm. to really uh, explore with empathy and understanding mm. to see if there are some other ways to have communication mm. on a sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, in any habit the description and the defense of the habit, let, let us call it, mm -hmm. is usually in only half, half a dozen things. But they're, they're pretty well typical. Mm -hmm. of any habit that mm -hmm. gets justified. Mm -hmm. And trying to know the other. Mindfulness is inner and outer. And this okay. is the constant message of the Buddha. Mindfulness is towards the other as much as it is towards oneself. And mm -hmm. um, it you know, takes a lot of reflection and work and sharing and discussion. So mm -hmm. it's neither angry nor just throwing out a one-liner. Mm -hmm. And sometimes out of that, quietly <coughs> sowing some seeds. Mm -hmm. I remember my um, um, patenkind. It's a little godchild. Hmm? Godchild. Godchild. Yes. Um, and she loves horses. And loves she, horses. Yes, she's mm. riding. And then I had the picture of a baby horse, mm. <laughs> and I sent her this. And um, I also take a picture of a little cow. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And also I sent her this and oh very sweet. And then she eating meat because her father is grill master. Grill master. and also she she's con conditioned by that mm. and she's now twelve years. And I'm very soft with her because I don't want to be the mm. the aunt who is mm. uh, so um, mm -hmm. dictatorial, you know. <laughs> and um, somehow I, I sent her these pictures and I asked her, um, which are you touching or what is yeah. this? What is this? Stroking. Which are you stroking and which are you eating? <laughs> you <laughs> that. <laughs> no, but this was really um, for her. She are writing, yeah. This is really the question, yeah. and she was a little touched also. But it was something from the yeah, yeah, something to think about. Mm. And I think yeah, there's that's a that's little yeah. detail. Fair enough. Right. In we back to the the figures for a moment. In Britain, more than a thousand teenagers become vegetarian every day, on average. Mm. And the majority are young women. Mm. And that is having an, having an influence already. Mm. So the outcome of you know, changes in diet, um, a much more international diet as we know, a higher level of uh, nutritious food, significant reduction in the consumption of the meat which is taking place uh, there and and fish as well, not only for the fish but the fact that the fish are 
so much infected by all the plastics and the pollutants which are now infected their cells and that's turned people uh, off but with that will come more and more pressure from the meat industry mm. around the protein yeah. that's to get people to eat the meat quite ignoring the fact that half the protein is burnt out in the grilling <laughs> and there are other adequate and equal benefit resources for the protein mm. in, the, in the life but it, it's being imaginative and exploring and sharing and planting some uh, seeds and more and more and more and more and more of that is going on and it is there is a slow turning of the tide and people are changing their diet and meat is only part of the problem obviously I think it's a question of diet and it's also the ethic Yes. of compassion I think mm. when there is really growing compassion and consciousness then you cannot yeah then that also I agree does, does contribute to a change um, but I, I, I tend to take the view the primary reason for plenty of people might be health reasons mm. they just feel that eating a lot of meat isn't he- healthy the treatment of the animals isn't uh, healthy and um, just from the standpoint uh, of eating lots of meat is not, not good for the body, not good for the heart mm. and I don't care if that's their only reason for changing their diet marvellous mm. okay. change, that's the main thing <laughs> alright, okay. thank you thank you So let's have a quiet minute and then a little reflection. Of the many areas which are life, our heart can be affected by, one of them is certainly death, the, the loss and the separation for, of the loved one. The variety of causes and conditions. Uh, 
right, take your time, don't panic. We've heard it all before. No, no problem. <laughs> My daughter has rang me up a few times during the meditation. <laughs> So my response is, please go deep into your meditation so you don't have to listen. <laughs> so sometimes there is uh, the loss, there is, there is the, the separation. And the sadness which we've been talking about uh, during, the, during the day. But there is also something else as well there. It's the relationship to the past in which if there's some calmness and sensitivity from he or she who has passed through this life there may well be some insights and some understanding that may come from that and Though, as was said in a rather powerful one-liner, putting it very simply as a, in a, as a cause, he died because he could not say no. He died because he had to say yes. And though that will not ever appear in any death certificate, but... It was a contributing condition along with a variety of, uh, of others. And perhaps out of that event we need some reflection. It's not enough to feel sadness on death, at death. It needs some mindfulness of what the person offered life, what we received from that person, that which gives support to us. And it's an extra point of respect in our love and our gratitude for the existence of that person that we are able to look back. What did we receive? What was it that came from her, came from him, that gave support? And the person who died, they were alive, then they would be happy to know this. That we can still draw on their friendship now. We can still draw on the love which they have given to us. In, some, in situations, coming to the lake for the moment... There is the actuality. There is the lake, there are the flies, there is life struggling there. It also can have, both as an outer and as an inner, and I have in mind particularly with the water, which may arise in one's dreams, the oceans, the, the river, the raindrops, the lake, the pond, the stream, or whatever. That Emotions and, and feelings, softer emotions, 
symbolically will often show itself in the world of the water. And our response, because water nourishes us obviously to, to drink it and so forth, there, what we see sometimes, there is the struggle of life in the emotion of life, in the feelings of life, in a particularly strong experience where the wind is blowing us around, and though a person may not want to be, find themselves floundering, drowning in their emotions. Yeah. And it isn't easy, as Sonny was saying, to find one's way out of that. You need, need to be able to look and, to, and in, in somebody's real, in, in emotional grief, when the person is drowning in sorrow, crying and weeping their heart out, overwhelmed with certain kinds of feelings, just as in the act, reaching out the helping hand towards lifting the small creature vulnerable out of that so it feels safe so it feels supported so it can fly yeah. and it's this symbolic poetic remembrance in life that sometimes there are creatures who are or beings so to speak in the inner world of turmoil and grief and sorrow what do you say what's the voice what's the helping hand What's the, the showing of it? Because sometimes we don't know what to say. It's not good enough. It's not acceptable. And then the person is going through some some very huge anguish and say, well, I really don't know what to say. We can do better than that. But it might require from us some reflection some remembrance some understanding which is helping us to prepare ourselves about what to say what to ask what to offer so it's in the small event a woman is stand, takes a walk by the lake She's there to enjoy, why not, of course? The trees, the flowers, a lovely day in early May and to be there. But that takes second place because the action of the compassion, of the support, takes the priority, as it must, and it always must take priority. But as I say, the symbolic aspect of it as well This is why we reflect. This is why we learn from our friends. This is why we recall the friendship and the love and the kindnesses of those who have died and left this world. It helps to make us more caring and thoughtful human beings. And if there's something which we value 
living on a plant-based diet, being a vegetarian, can it take a lot of exploration, a lot of reflection, a lot of communication, what is the languages I can use so that one is able and finds ways skillfully to talk with those who one wishes to change their diet owing to for their health and welfare, for the support of the animals and much, much more. Dharma is sincerely engaged in the interest in all of this. It's really far-reaching stuff. <laughs> it's not about being mindful in the moment. The place of that is as about as significant as my little finger is to the whole body. It's a huge body of exploration. And finally, sometimes with that, there are areas which we need to give that extra attention to, but not at the expense of forgetting happiness and, and joy and uh, gladness. Like one person said to me, oh, she hadn't seen, any, uh, hadn't seen any wild animals since she's been here and taken some walks around. And then suddenly, uh, the meditator said, she saw a badger. What a badger is? Yeah, black and white. Mm-hmm. And she saw it, saw it go, going across the field, over there, this black and white badger, which, uh, which for most feel has country people to really protect them uh, there and so sometimes out of the unexpected moment the happiness comes and from the happy, uh, happiness and the, the, the joy and the delight there is also following on from that one is glad one saw the badger happiness appreciation there, delight (coughs) sweetness and one is glad, there is gladness at seeing the badger the animal kingdom is still alive around here ok, thank you let's have our quiet minute